AI is truly revolutionizing how we get work done. So it's worth thinking about what that means to you as a leader, a CEO, business owner, director, or executive. What can or should you be doing or doing differently to leverage the power of AI in a good way? I believe it takes an unrelenting willingness and determination to experiment and to increase the frequency and the pace at which you do it. Stay tuned. Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of CEO on the go. I hope you've been enduring the hot summer and staying cool in more ways than one. I think it's cool you're listening to this episode. I do have the coolest listeners. It's been brutally hot in the South where I live. So speaking of hot, I've got a hot topic today. It seems everyone is talking about AI, the dangers, the risks, the opportunities, the advantages. So regardless of how you feel about AI, it is here to stay and it's driving exponential change. It's revolutionizing how we get work done and everything else too. I believe leaders who are willing to learn and try different AI applications will position their business for greater success and they'll have more powerful advantages. Clearly, I'm not an AI expert, but I've been learning more about applications of AI related to my own field. And I've been encouraging my clients who are in a wide range of different fields to learn more uh, fast as well. And more importantly, it's not enough just to learn, you've got to experiment, which is why I'm calling this episode your experimentation imperative. Now, the word experiment can be triggering for some people. It sounds kind of risky, but I think it's actually a greater risk if you don't experiment, if you keep doing the same things in the same way. In fact, I believe you need to increase the frequency and the pace at which you experiment. You've just got to do it more often. So one of the most important things you can do as a leader is to help your team become more comfortable with the idea of experimenting as well. So I'm sharing uh, some ways that you can do that more easily. Um, One has to do with you and the other has to do with your organization. I'll start with you, which is how you can model experimentation yourself. There's a lot of experimentation opportunity with AI. And it's important to let your team see that you are trying something new. When is the last time you did that? It could be a small or a big experiment. Help them understand your thought process. What are you thinking? How did you assess the risk or the reward? What are your hopes or concerns around whatever it is that you're trying to do? One of my clients just used chat GPT for the first time to write a letter that he needed to, an important letter, and it made the process a lot easier. I experimented by creating an AI-generated headshot, like the one I'm sharing uh, in a LinkedIn post. I won't be using it, but it will still be fun to play around with. And that program, if you wanted to, to experiment with your profile pic, is called New Profile Pic. So it doesn't necessarily have to be AI-related, whatever it is that you want to consider as your experiment. 
It could be trying a new program or an application. I love it when I see some clients trying mind mapping as an example. Mind mapping has been around for a long time, but some people are still just being introduced to it and seeing how powerful it can be for generating ideas and organizing your thoughts. So those are just some examples. Uh, So your action item, as you think about what you yourself can do, is to identify an experiment that you're willing to try. Set a date, make it happen so that you can model that for your team. If they see you doing it, they'll be more likely to do it. All right. So the second area to think about is the organization and how to create a culture of experimentation. So anytime you talk about creating cultural change, that seems like it's really big, really hard to do, and it doesn't have to be necessarily. Um, I'll cover some possible actions that you can consider to help you do that. And of course, creating a culture of experimentation requires psychological safety, where people feel comfortable sharing ideas or their attempts or failures or successes, you know, whatever it is that they're doing. So a first step might be to share the intention that you have for wanting to create that kind of culture. And it might be as simple as saying something like, we want to encourage more experimentation in areas where it makes sense. You know, we're learning more about AI. Stating that up front is important. It's like setting a new expectation, kind of throwing down the gauntlet that this is really what we're going for here. Provide a forum for people to share their experiments, what they're learning. Oh, and it also gives them a great way to get input and ideas from each other, other people in the organization. So it doesn't need to be overly formalized, although it can be. This can happen informally where you get a couple of people together to work on an issue together, a joint experiment of some kind. In the executive peer groups that I run, we all share the latest, greatest business tools that we're trying, um, new technology people learn from each other. You can do that within your own organization as well, so that you learn what's working, what's not. Do this frequently, given the speed of change. So that's one way in which you can begin, you know, shaping that culture of experimentation is to provide a forum for people to share their experiments and what they're learning. Another way, and there are three total I've come up with, by the way, is to expose your team to other examples of experiments that are going on outside of your organization. You know, what are your peers doing that might be in your industry? How are you staying up to date on that? Depending on the size of your organization, you may have a person or a team dedicated to staying on top of new technology, AI developments. But make sure you, you're in the know as much as possible and giving your team exposure to what's happening on the outside so that they can decide what makes sense for them. Sometimes I see especially larger organizations becoming so insular, and they really do need to broaden their focus and and learn from other organizations uh, outside. And then the third uh, suggestion is to reward experimentation. So you've got to identify the willing experimenters. They're in every organization. Not everybody wants to experiment, clearly. But if you can identify those who are more willing to try, some might refer to them as early adopters. These are the ones that are willing to try something new sooner rather than later. In many cases, those that are most willing to experiment will be uh, people in younger generations where they grew up trying new things related to technology. It doesn't scare them. Um, so making sure that you're rewarding those people who are doing the the experimentation, emphasize learning as opposed to outcomes. You know, we've become so conditioned in business to focus on outcomes. What is this goal? What is the outcome that we want? What is the result? 
But if you reinforce the behaviors and the actions you want to see, you'll ultimately get better results in the long run. You know, salespeople know this well, you may not always hit quota, but if you reflect on what you're what you're doing and tweaking your approach to figure out what might work better, you'll get better results over time. Same for working out. You won't always feel good at the end of a workout. You may experiment working out with new equipment or listening to different music or going at a different time of day to the gym. If it doesn't work, it's an experiment. So try a different approach. I hope that gives you some some good ideas to think about. You know, a lot of people ask me how I create so many episodes week after week on this podcast. <laughs> I ask myself that too sometimes. And the truth is, I practice my own experimentation mindset. It's something that I've done over the years, really without realizing the extent to which I've been doing it. So I wanted to offer a few tips to help you create your own experimentation mindset. And I have seven. One is be willing to start. I started a project many years ago, kind of on a whim, something that I wanted to create that I thought would help my clients. It was a page a day calendar. This is a physical product. You know, it looks like a big block with square pages and you peel off a page every day. Uh, I wanted to have a little quote or a question, something to prompt their thinking, give them a little motivation every single day. So I created that product called My Daily Coach. And so after a few years, I decided I wanted to kind of do a different iteration of that. And I created an app called My Daily Coach app, which took content from the page a day calendar and, you know, converted that into a simple notification app that ran for a few years too. That's no longer available, but that was another kind of next iteration of that same experiment. Uh, The same topics that I created in that app are fodder for this podcast uh, and so it's just really important to to just start the process, be willing to start and see where it leads you, get out of your head and get into action. So whatever you might start, of course, it doesn't have to be a product. Maybe you want to start a new process, a new way of doing something. You know, there's been more opportunity to experiment because of the pandemic. So you might try something like giving people Friday afternoons off or, you know, starting a new way of how you're conducting meetings. Let your team know this is an experiment. We will be trying this to see how it goes. Um, You might use AI to create an email or meeting agendas or notes or research a prospect or create a presentation. Just be willing to start. That's number one. Number two is move fast. So once you start, keep going, look for that inspired action where you don't allow too much time to occur between the the time when you have an inkling of an idea, or an action that you want to take. And when you actually do take action, you know, this is typical when you think about calling a person, a person pops in your mind, and you think, Oh, I really want to reach out to them, I should call them or text them, I'll get to that. Well, that's an inspired idea. So I encourage you to act quickly, text, email, pick up the phone, whatever, whenever you have an idea that pops in your head, whether it's talking to a person, capturing an idea, move fast, respond to that inspired action quickly. Don't overthink it. Um, The third tip is to detach from a specific outcome. Be willing to see what happens. You can still hope for the best while being prepared for for whatever might unfold. Um, You can say, you know, I hope this strategy opens the floodgates for new business for us, but it could be a total flop. So it's just staying in the process, being able to detach and, and view this as an experience that will teach you something, which leads to number four, which is being eager to learn 
In every experiment, ask yourself, I wonder what I'll learn from this. And you'll be able to find whatever the most valuable lesson is when you go in with that attitude. Number five is giving yourself grace when something doesn't work. I tend to reframe failure as learning. And when I'm feeling really evolved, I might even practice gratitude for that experience, even though it didn't turn out the way that I'd hoped. I still trust it happened for a reason and that it's serving me well in the long run. So the result of any experiment, positive or negative, amazing or it fizzles, does not reflect who you are as a person. Give yourself credit for trying something. Number six, share your learning. You should say, hey, I just tried doing this thing and here's how it worked or it didn't work and here's what I'm learning from it. You know, a colleague of mine that I talk to a lot, we, we, we talk about what we're trying and learning from that. And she might say, yeah, well, that didn't work for me either, but here's something that I did a little bit differently that did. So the more you can process what you're learning throughout the experience, the more you'll be able to take those lessons and iterate your process to eventually get where you're trying to go. So find opportunities to, to share your learning in some way with other people. It'll help you and them. And seven is repeat the process. It's like getting experimentation momentum going. Have you ever been to a restaurant for the first time and you, you tried something that you hated and you said, I'm never going back? Well, maybe you just ordered the wrong thing. So try something new or different. See how that works out for you. To recap my seven experimentation mindset tips, number one, be willing to start. Two, move fast. Three, detach from a specific outcome. Four, be eager to learn. Five, give yourself some grace when something doesn't work out because you know it often won't. Number six, share your learning with someone else. And number seven, repeat the process. Find your next experiment. What will your next experiment be? Before I sign off, I'd be remiss not to mention that I consider this podcast one of my greatest grand experiments. As you may know, I launched it about three years ago, shortly after the pandemic started to see if I could create value for my clients in this way. And if I attracted a bigger audience, that's even better, but I'm not attached to that outcome. My intent is to continue to provide unique value that helps leaders and listeners like you. Every episode I do is a little experiment. I have to view it that way, or I would have stopped a really long time ago. In fact, I've learned to view life as one big experiment. We get to choose how we go through it. You never really know how something will turn out anyway, even when you think you can predict the outcome. So it's all about learning and growth and living a fulfilling life. What will your next experiment be? I encourage you to try something new using AI if you haven't done that before. And I hope you'll start soon. It just may help make life better in some way for you and those you serve, your clients, patients, customers, investors, or other stakeholders. Thanks for listening. Until next time, have a great rest of the week, starting your own experiment of some kind and doing the work that matters to you. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.